You're listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast, exploring all things on the Great British Baking Show with your hosts, Alison Roche and Lisa Vukmirovic. Hello, I'm Alison. And I'm Lisa, and we are the Soggy Bottom Girls. We are, and this week we are going to be discussing episode seven, uh, and it's pastry week. Pastry week. Rough stuff. It's a rough puff. Rough stuff. <laughs> Sorry. Already doing stupid things. <laughs> I, I, our show, I love that it's punny. I love very, it. So. Very, very. Go for it. Um, you are a pastry person. You have a lot of, well, a lot more experience than I do. Hey, that's saying something. Come I on, still have pastry. not, I have not made my own puff though. I have not done it. Ian gave me a recipe and I still haven't done it. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to get some good apples because he gave me a recipe for oh. an apple tart. And he said, please try the grating butter method and make a puff pastry, which I swear I will do. I will do it. But yeah. Well, I'm making a puff pastry tart today and I'm wondering what the advantage to working puff as opposed to say what I would call like a pie crust pastry for a tart, you know, like a sweeter, mm-hmm. well, this is a, this is a savory tart. I'm just not, I'm just following a recipe. So that's what I'm using. And you're using, puff, you're using a store-bought puff, which I'm using is a fine, yeah. which even on the show, half the time, you know, the, when the contestants are talking, they're like, nah, I, I buy this a lot, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So why not? Well, the signature bake is actually, uh, a savory pastry parcel, which I love that they say parcel. Me too. I love it. <laughs> we used to have a really ridiculous uh, kid veal from Great Britain with all these stop animated mice. And they had a game they would play. They'd play past the parcel. And I just Pass loved the how parcel. Little dumb mice played this birthday game with the presents. Pass the parcel. <laughs> But uh, these parcels mean empanadas or like a samosa or pasty, even, which is what Nancy makes. Um, she decides to make a spicy duck and oriental pasty, as they said. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know, I'm sort of like, I've never had duck. Have you? Have I had duck? I guess I would have to say no. I don't think I have. Aldi has it once in a while, and I'm yeah? half tempted. But um, in this instance, she kind of—I think she has a lot of Asian spices going on. Mm-hmm. Has a stock, and she has the great tip. They ask her about moisture, and she says, "I'm going to add a little rice, ground rice." Oh, it was ground. That's what they ground said. Rice. But think about oh. it, like almost like rice flour. You know, oh, to soak it up. Sure, I missed that part. I was just imagining a little bit of partially cooked rice, but to keep, rice. yeah, because you that would just soak up any extra juices. But I would like to say about this this challenge in particular, and then also the others. Time is. I feel like. In this one, they didn't give them enough time at all. An hour and 45 minutes to make pastry and fill it and bake it. 12 of them. No, that's what Nancy's was too pale. Um, 
Kate's was too pale. You know, so many of them were pale because there just wasn't enough time. And then on the second one, I'm jumping ahead. They gave them three and a half hours and they were like, this, I'm not sure what to do with all this time, you know, and it like messed with their heads, you know, like, should I let this proof longer? Cause I have all this time. Am I doing this too fast? Cause it, I have too much time. I felt like in this, in this one, the time was kind of like, they monkeyed with it to really mess with the contestants. Does that make sense to you? Now yeah, that you think about it. it? Yeah. Partic- particularly on the technical and, you know, I'm in the camp of file this technical challenge under like never, never bake this. And also it didn't <laughs> but, look like uh, it tasted good at all. Oh gosh. No, no. I'm like, what's the filling? Oh, there's no filling. What? <laughs> it's know. just the dough. I'm just eating dough. Mm, <laughs> yummy. <laughs> well, Nancy's uh, pastry, her savory parcel rather, uh, needed more filling. And the, yes, they thought it needed more baking. I think they like the flavor all right. I was happy that Martha did something different and that she made these miniature beef wellingtons. And that was a unique idea. And it was well done. She used a rough puff pastry and they thought her flavorings and her seasonings were fantastic. Yeah, the the meat was too done, in my opinion, because it was so small. I, I You know, you hardly ever eat meat. I hardly ever eat meat. Um, but if someone said, hey, here's some beef wellington, mm-hmm. and it wasn't pink in the middle, I'd be like, eh, no thanks. And it was, mm-hmm. hers, I would say it was pretty medium well. It was it was pretty dark, but it did look pretty. Mm-hmm. It did a good job. Uh, everybody did such different things here for the most part. Uh, Richard does a lamb and mint pasty. Um, he had sweet potato in it and he really scored with that one. Uh, yeah. It was a great bake, great pastry, great flavors. Are you ever tempted at Aldi to buy the ground lamb that they have? Girl, no, <laughs> no, no. I'm not buying lamb. Are you crazy? And it's so funny at Easter time, you know, to go, you go to Costco or whatever, and they have a leg of lamb and it's uh-huh. so expensive. It's mm-hmm. so expensive. I've had lamb like twice in my life at like a Mediterranean restaurant. And oh, sure. honestly, yeah. it was like they served it with hummus and mm-hmm. pine nuts and stuff. It was basically amazing. It was, you know, so, so, so good. But it's not like I go to restaurants and order lamb. No. Right, right. Not so. I've never had lamb and I don't have any uh, plans to. You know, that's the reason that Paul McCartney is a vegetarian. For the lamb. For the lamb, he I'm said to that add up everything on a question. Yes, his, his <laughs> he and his wife, like in the olden times, were in Scotland or whatever. They had their their farm, and they said they looked out the window and they're like, "Look at these lambs. Their lives are." I know I'm going to make people mad about. I'm obviously I'm not a vegetarian. I'm not at all. But you know, he looked out the window and he's like, "Hey, those lambs are their lives are as important as ours," and he's been a vegetarian ever since. Interesting. I knew he was a vegetarian, but I didn't know the lamb uh, connection. Hey, hey, Allison, do you think Paul McCartney would like to be on our podcast? <laughs> I bet he'd be up for it. Oh, Elliot would think so. <laughs> I'm sure it's easy to get him. Want me to oh, tweet I'm him? Sure. I'll just tweet I'm him. Sure. Yeah, yeah he'll, good he'll idea. No problem. Good idea. Stay tuned, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>
One of the two remaining Beatles will be on our podcast soon. I could have my husband doing it. Doing it. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, heavens. Oh, so um, Louis makes an empanada, um, mm-hmm. little uh, callback to his, his uh, heritage, I guess. He does a Spanish sort of flavor with a beef and a chorizo and what do you think of put an orange in the pastry? I thought about that and then just realized I just don't know anything because orange and, papri- <laughs> orange and paprika yeah. in his pastry. I just wonder what it brought to the table. I they I didn't talk know. about it. They didn't say like, hey, I can't really taste the orange. Like You're when right. they picked on poor Kate for her basil. Later. Oh, no kidding. Jumping yeah, ahead, was, Lisa, no stay to the brief. And I wonder, I'm guessing maybe it was just an orange zest. Probably. Maybe? Yeah. I don't know. But you're right. They didn't really speak of it. Um, but they did like the filling and his also that I thought maybe just slightly overdone that it would have just been taken a few more minutes to be perfect. But, right. Um, Chetna makes a savory Indian parcel. Kachori, kachori, Um, She deep fried them, and she had lots of good color on them. A delicious pastry. Mary said they're lovely, and they and you know what? Well done. When I saw Paul, he was he was taking his hands and he was going like like that with his hands. You know, I thought he's getting ready to shake her hand. I really did because they said it. They said it was great. And I thought for sure it's a handshake. Nope. Nope. He's a teaser with his hands. How'd you like Mel's little act of putting a savory parcel in your pocket after every I'm like, hey Mel, here's a here's a dead horse. Why don't you just beat it and beat it and beat it and beat it and beat it? But then I thought, boy, if she goes to somebody and doesn't try to take one of theirs, then they're gonna be offended. So true. He True. made her bed. That's, she had to lie in it for everyone. I'm guessing you're right. Yes. I'm guessing you're right. She did it to, to be kind, but yes. um, knowing now that they sort of go afterwards and eat everything, you know, maybe she did have a leg up. Maybe stuff just goes fast. Who wants to eat her lint covered pasty <laughs> from her little blue her little laser? Pasty, yes. <laughs> we'll get pasties then. Uh, well, the final person we, uh need to talk about is is Kate. Mm. She does this samosa inspired spinach and paneer and there was a big to do because I actually think Jordan uh mentioned this when we spoke to him that in a season there was somebody that had a fryer fail and that would be yes. Kate. Yes. And I mean it didn't seem that dramatic and you know paul i think gives her a little thing like well that's a shame or whatever yeah why aren't you watching the fryer you should have watched it is what he said right and if it's not an item that you are versed in i mean i don't know i Mm -hmm. i guess i would turn it on and think that it would stay on but they did make a comment that it's on a timer i whatever yeah probably a safety thing but she uh you know her paul didn't like pastry and it was hard to know if he didn't like it because it was undercooked or what but 
you know, they they didn't really care for it ultimately, I guess. I guess he didn't he commented on the spices too because she said she had sort of paired them back for Mary's sake. Mm-hmm. And then he says, Well, I like spice, you know. So right. Like, well, okay, well, who is she supposed to please since mm-hmm. you have different tastes with yeah. spice? Poor Kate. She never got a foothold this week and just all downhill from there. Uh, foreshadowing, yeah. Mm-hmm. So on to the stupid technical. I just so <laughs> how are, how are you pronouncing it? Queen Queen Emma Queen Emma. I Queen I wrote Emma? I wrote Queen as in Q U E E N, but it's actually K O U I G N. I don't know Queen Queen Emma Queen Emma, and it's a Breton pastry. Yes, um, I it. They said they were kind of looking for it to have a puff pastry texture. But it has yeast in it. That <sighs> threw me off big time. I bet we could pull all six of these people and they would say, I would have never have any interest in making this mm-hmm. again. Because as you said, it was how many ingredients? Like six. Yeah. And then just the sugar. I, I just thought it was weird and kind of stupid, honestly, because again, there was a ton of time and, you know, even so Chetna says, oh, why is, I'm not doing this. Everybody else is. And there's so much time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chetna came in last. Yep. Did you notice that? Yep. And you know, you know, she's thinking to herself, I've got this. I It's yeast. I'm going to let this, I'm going to let this sit. And right. you, if you didn't know better, you'd be like, yeah, she's, she's going to, patience is going to pay off because it's paid off before. But right. in this case, mm, no, it didn't. No, it was, oh, hers was overbaked. I almost said overproved, but yeah, overbaked. Yeah. It just didn't look good. Yeah. And it was baked. Um, if you haven't seen it in a, in a muffin pan, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then and it just sort of unfolds like a flower is what Paul said. Yeah. Right. The ones I said that were good didn't even look good to me. I just can't understand why anybody would eat it. And the big, the big to do was you add sugar, but you only add it at the last turn. And the person that did that was Richard, who came in first. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like guessing. They were just guessing. Yeah, yeah. It was just kind of silly. It again, like I said, file this under. Who cares? I, right. I don't know. Why that would appeal to anybody. But, um, Ch- Chetna was sixth, Louis fifth, Kate fourth, Martha third, Nancy second, and Richard, as we said, who did the sugar correctly, came first. But you know what I thought was interesting? Did you notice a little confab between Mal and Sue? Like, who has done it right? They don't ever do that. They don't ever like cut to the hosts going, well, who's done it right and whatever. And they were, yeah, at you're table. right. Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. And then they did, they discuss it. And then later on with the judges, they discuss it again and say, well, who did it right? We mm-hmm. Normally they don't take that much of an interest in a technical or do they right. not show it anyway? But. Here, I have a question for you. Before yeah. you started watching this favorite show of ours, did you know what lamination meant? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, because I am a teacher, as I've talked about before, 
and we laminate everything with pieces of plastic through a very hot rollers. And we then that helps us to keep our papers for years and years and years or your bulletin boards or whatever. And, you know, I started watching the show, what, whenever it came out on Netflix four or five years ago, I'm like, lamination, lamination. And it took me so long to realize that, you know, butter, pastry, butter, you know, just, I don't know. I still like, I still like that word. Do you think it's called that from the finished pastry having a shine? Oh, I thought it was the, I thought it was the the layers. See, we still don't know. I still don't know. Who told us to have a podcast? (laughs) 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 Is it for that? (laughs) Well, by the way, when I was watching this, I made a note to myself, speaking of who told you, you could tell anybody anything. (laughs) I wrote down, what is a perfiteral? Even though I know, (laughs) no, I do know what it is. I do. I do, but I don't. Do you know what I mean? And so- when Martha's like, I knew it was like a type of pastry, but I don't understand the difference. Like a cream puff, kind of. And then Claire, a cream puff and all that. And then Martha is saying she did a dissertation on profiteroles. Right. And wrote tons and tons and tons. And I was like, what could you possibly be writing? But, uh, you know, there's a lot of, <clears throat> oh gosh. Okay. Here's a side. Here's our famous sidetrack. All right. This showstopper, which the showstopper we're going to talk about is to make 24 eclairs. All right. So for some reason, I thought I've never done this. I might do this. And then I looked up in my cookbook of Kim Joy's that my dear soggy bottom girl gave me. (laughs) Shout out to Kim Um, Joy. (laughs) she, She describes making the dough and then or the pastry, sorry. When you have finished cooking the flour out before you add the eggs, that is called a panada. Really? And <laughs> Yes. And so you take the panada and then you let it rest or cool down before you add the eggs. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is just mm-hmm. me never having made one. And I thought, wasn't just this is the eclair, the shoe batter, wasn't that enough? Why do we have to have another name for another thing that you can you are able to describe, which is just flour, butter, and water? Yeah, you're right. That is called a panada. Mm-hmm. So I file again too much <laughs> filing, but the profiterole business and the shoe and the eclairs—it's just so much terminology that I think maybe that's why people like me get intimidated or probably off of yeah. Frying stuff? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just oh, many thoughts that no one asked for. But the showstopper is to make two flavors of eclairs. It's 24 total. Um, I like this sh- as a showstopper challenge. Oh, yeah. I, I, thought, it, I thought it was straightforward. Yeah. Very yeah, straightforward. Right. You know. Like I beat my dead horse every week when we talk. I'm like, that challenge is stupid. Why would anybody want that? Hey, I I would love to see this at a party or 24 beautiful eclairs, especially the savory ones. Nancy's. I'm like smoked salmon all day long. Yes. What about horseradish? Are you a horse? Girl, I'll do horseradish. Absolutely. Yep, Hmm. I do. Well, 
I don't have much call for it in my life except for, you know, maybe cocktail sauce or, you know, I guess if I was going to eat roast beef, which I don't, that would be delicious. But I do. I like that flavor. They actually miss Wisconsin. Have you ever had a delicious cheese with horseradish in it? You know, it's like comes that way. Eh, Yeah, I'm sure I have. I'm sure I have, but nothing. It is pungent. I do like it. I Mm -hmm. guess I've just never had it with salmon. Maybe. Um, this I did good. sound good to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sam, salmon and horseradish, and she also chooses to make a sweet one. Um, I believe it was raspberry ripple, and she used yep. like a homemade raspberry jam. And I love, again, her awesome attitude of like, they're like, are you making two different pastries? She goes, yes, I did when I was practicing. I couldn't tell the difference, so now I'm just using one. I'm like, yeah. girl, I love that you just... You know, sometimes Paul is so intimidating and I feel like she refuses, not in a mean way. She's just like, I'm doing what I do because I know that it works. And you know what? Stop bugging me about stuff. Right. She doesn't get rattled by him at yeah, all. Yeah, I love no. it. Um, they thought it was a beautiful presentation. Uh, need a little more seasoning, but I guess the pastry was well done. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe a little too sweet on the raspberry one. Yeah, whatever. How awesome was it? She brought her own horseradish from her garden, though. Yeah, that's cute. That and people stuff do is that. Invasive. Yeah. We we had horseradish and it's invasive. Oh, <laughs> yes. really? Is it is it a weed? I don't know, but it, the foliage for it is enormous, and I know oh. I got I gave my dad some, and he put it in his garden, and now he basically has a horseradish garden. Seriously, because what he does he do it. with it? Does he use it? Nope. Oh, <laughs> he does not. But maybe I should go over there. And maybe he some. should start a little horseradish stand. <laughs> I'm laughing because I have a story about that that's inappropriate, and I'll tell Ooh, you later. <laughs> tell me after we're done. <laughs> nothing wait. like a good, nothing like a good inappropriate horseradish story. You know what? Every day I'm waiting for it. Who's got a horseradish inappropriate story for me today? <laughs> uh. uh I want to talk about Richard because he uses lavender and blueberry and Mm -hmm. does the, and then goes for the double rose raspberry. So risky. So risky. Oh man. He did take a risk, but they had a nice bake and his floral flavors were not overpowered. And then they had a lovely eclair stair to rest on (laughs) it was good thing that he had that stair because i could have done the decor that he did on top when i saw it i was like oh that that's not that that's not good enough for you know let's go back to kim joy that can you imagine that next to something that kim joy would make she would have like four different types of forest animals on the top and (laughs) a garden on top of each eclair right but that, I mean, obviously, Richard is just a, he's kind of no nonsense when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if he may have gotten a few more comments, if you're right, if he didn't have his little set of chicken stairs. Um, mm-hmm. Did you picture your chickens climbing on the stairs? I did. I wish I had a little staircase for my little disabled chicken that I had. <laughs> Miss America. Miss America. Uh, <laughs> uh, Martha makes uh, Martha makes probably your mom's favorite eclair, rhubarb. Rhubarb. Eclair for the Indiana Martha. Um, 
I did not share or understand Paul's concern about the bacon maple. Um, you didn't like it. The flavors, yeah. said the flavors weren't strong enough. Um, obviously she was going on her plan B because her creme pat was too runny and yeah, it was a mess. And all those nice people, Richard and Chetna coming over to help. That was really sweet. Um, I may like I that, also yeah. say, cause she was like, Hey Richard, throw that nougat on top. I'm like, what, why are you cutting up pieces of nougat and putting it on the top? Did you notice? It's like, it was just sitting there. I did hear her saying that and I didn't quite understand it either. Yeah. Weird. I did like, I did like that the, you know, the other people were helping her Mm -hmm. and um, the rhubarb and custard one was good. With Um, the beautiful curls. How, how cute was that? That was really cute. How did she do that? How did she do that? Do you know? Well, it looked like she cut a rhubarb super, super, super thin, you know, this way and then just wrapped it around a spoon or something. And I don't know if she baked it or dried it or, or what, but they were cute. That was cute. Mm -hmm. Um, I liked that. And I'm going to experiment. It shouldn't be too much longer. Um, Rhubarb should be ready around here, maybe in like two weeks, I would think. Yeah. And I'm going to, I bet you can do lots of British baking. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to do better this year. I often waste it or um, don't harvest it. I do do my caramelized rhubarb. I like a lot. And then usually, you know, like one or two pies and then we're kind of rhubarbed out. But Can you make a like jam? Candied. Oh, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. Don't make me look bad. What? <laughs> yes, you, you, you could make a jam and you could dry out your herbs, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Allison, you're doing great. <laughs> no, I, Okay. I'm dying to know what you thought about Louie's blueberry cheesecake and then his peanut butter and jam. I, stars and straight. when I saw it, I was, I mean, it was beautiful. His presentations are always so, so, so good. I mean, you know, American flavors, right? Peanut butter. And it, they said he really cracked it. He really cracked it. I personally I, wouldn't, have, it wouldn't have been something that I'd be like, mm, can't wait to dig into it. But yeah, it looked good. I have looked amazing, question mark, and really <laughs> cracked it, exclamation point, question mark. <laughs> because I thought it was so OTT over the, the top. top. Mm-hmm. I thought they were, I thought they were naff. <laughs> they were gaudy. <laughs> yes, with the whole blueberries in there, you know, the yeah. whole uh, blueberries. To me, that didn't seem very um, tempting. You know, I I would have thought you'd put a blueberry compote of some kind in there. You know, I I don't know. Talk about just difference of opinions because they thought it looked amazing, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought it looked terrible and sounded terrible. But who am I? Nobody. So <laughs> <laughs> you are somebody. You are somebody who grows rhubarb and horseradish. We need to still talk about Chetna and uh, Kate. Mm-hmm. So they each choose a similar, uh, a chocolate. similar chocolate and can, lemon, respectively. Then, yep. I should say. Right, right. Um, again, as we mentioned earlier, Kate adds basil, basil, basil. to her shoe, and I'm not really sure why. That choice was made, 
They sure did. They sure did bugger about it, though. Can't taste it. Can't taste it. Can't taste it. Still can't taste it. Yeah. Still can't taste it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure why that was such a picked apart thing, but I'm also not sure why she added it because well, I don't... just to be different, like Ian yeah. and his bay leaf infused caramel. That's true. You got to go back to that. You're trying to be different. I just don't remember wanting to eat, you know, an eclair and like have a bang, a fast finish in my mouth afterwards but Mm-mm. um it's not Chet- with lemon unfortunately for kate chatna with her very similar flavors to kate does really really well yeah and you saw She's- i don't know if you noticed that they took a shot of kate putting her head in her hands when they really like chetna's you know instead of instead of yeah. just trying to be nice i guess but i think she knew her 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 fate was sealed at that moment like oh chetna's is really good and that's just a really unfortunate unforeseen thing is that yes when you have something to compare it to that's very similar mm-hmm. you're going to be judged harsher probably in both ways i mean they probably like chetna's more because they had one to compare it to that was not as good it wasn't successful um, he's also Kate's chocolate was messy and looked a mess and her mm-hmm. filling was too runny, but Chetna's had done a really nice, lovely meringue and had a nice sharpness to her mango with her chocolate. And what a weird combo. I mango and chocolate. Remember. The queen of yes. flavors strikes again. That's Chetna. Right. Speaking of flavor, did you ever, um, we had challenged each other to do a passion fruit project. A Monday. Passion project. I'm making it Monday. I am. I, I promise. I promise. Are you making mousse? Are you yes. going to go ahead with a passion yes. fruit mousse? Yes. I have all nice. the ingredients. I am ready to make the mousse. That makes it sound like I should probably get going on my end too. And the day that I will be serving it to my band, it's supposed to be 80 degrees. So it'll be nice and light and oh, cool, you know. Perfect. Perfect. So. Uh, along the lines of mousse, I mean, you've been going ice cream crazy. You could make a passion fruit ice cream, could you? I could. Yes, I could. Maybe I will. Dan has challenged me because he's a peanut butter fiend. He's like, please make a peanut butter ice cream next. So that's the next on the docket. Anything else you want to add about ice cream? I I'm impressed that it's not hard. It's not hard to make. And it's one of those things where, you know, if I am making pie or something for an example, and I'm like, Oh, we don't have any ice cream to go with the pie. Dan, go to the store and get me some ice cream. But there's so many other things where if I don't have it, I just make it. You know what I mean? I've made like you have made hamburger buns when you didn't have, when you didn't have hamburger buns. But um, right. when you really think about it, I mean, as long as you have given yourself enough time to chill the things that you need to chill, it is not hard. It is not hard. Yeah, I, th- I think it's it's time consuming, but not yeah. hard. It's, but yeah, I mean, it's, time consuming in, in terms of like, I have to cool this custard. I have to cool this custard to put it into because I use the um, KitchenAid attachment, you know. Cause if you put the hot liquid in there, it won't, it won't freeze. Did we talk about your KitchenAid attachment on the podcast? I can't or remember. Privately? I can't we remember. Should, 
I think you should uh, mention it again because I did. I, <laughs> I'm a, apparently I live in a bubble. I am a KitchenAid lover, and mm-hmm. I did not know that you could get an attachment mm-hmm. to make ice cream for your KitchenAid it's, mixer. And it's really, really easy to use. Um, you just have to make sure it's completely frozen, which you know you really need to freeze it overnight. And it's so, like an inch thick. And there's, there's liquid inside that, that freezes. And then it just has a paddle, just stirs it up. And it takes about 20 minutes with your KitchenAid. So the attachments are two pieces, like a bowl that steps in like your regular bowl. It's actually three pieces. It, nope. It, it's the bowl itself. The, it's a frozen bowl. Frozen bowl. You but you just put on. it on your mixer like you do your other bowls. Mm-hmm. And then okay. it has a, a big plastic paddle. And then it has a little thing that attaches to the the thing that turns on the top. So it's three pieces. Ah, mm-hmm. okay. okay. Yeah. And it's at first you're like, how is this even fitting together? It just does. Huh. And it, it's like I said, it's really easy. And once you start making ice cream and you have a bunch of milk and cream left over, let's make more ice cream and let's yeah. make more ice cream and more and yeah. more. Do you make like a custard with eggs at all? Mm-hmm. Or you, mm-hmm. yeah? Yep. Okay. And you can do like more of an ice milk or whatever without the egg. If you, you can, it's interesting. Like, I know I'm totally getting off the subject, but um, when I made my coffee ice cream, you had to chill the custard and that was just milk. And then they're like at the end, after you're, you know, starting to stir it, then pour in a bunch of heavy cream. I didn't do it. And it was, it was still delicious and it came out perfect. Huh. So I don't know. Weird. It's fun to experiment. You know, throw in some chocolate yeah. chips or more coffee flavor, whatever. Good on you. Thank I you. Think, Something I fun think, to try with summer coming up. Well, I was at Aldi yesterday in the baking aisle and just realized, like, why not just stock up? The things, you know, flour, sugar, milk there is so reasonably priced mm-hmm. that um, why not have it? on hand I mean you know that I'm not telling you anything with your giant enormous bag of flour 25 pounds <laughs> oh I'm going I need to go through sometime I will talk to you no one cares to listen to it here but of my love affair with hummingbirds and I go through so much sugar oh. making the sugar syrup for them uh-huh. um Two that I don't know why I just don't buy a giant bag of sugar for you. Totally can you absolutely could. Anyway, we did not mention back to this (laughs) the subject of we have a tendency to our baker. It's all right. I like it. Um, Star Baker is Richard, Mm -hmm. and he he deserved it. He did. He did. You know they kind of made. Um, it was funny before the showstopper, they sort of indicated that Louie was in trouble, which was so interesting. I don't mm-hmm. know that that has happened really. And I don't know that it happens again, but his, you know, uh, eclairs that I said were naff, um, they loved <laughs> saved him, saved him. But unfortunately that put Kate, eh, Kate down there and, and poor it, Martha, it seemed like oh, Martha was convinced sh- that she was yes. going to go and she had a good first bake, right? Oh yeah, no. She did. Yeah, it was good and then her she was third in the technical, so the I don't middle, know why yeah. she was so afraid. I know she's very distraught and very uh, you know, cried a lot mm-hmm. at the end, so clearly she thought 
you know, it was her. But yeah, we say goodbye to lovely Kate, who, Kate, if you're listening, we would love to talk to you. Oh my gosh, absolutely. I believe, I believe she did go to culinary school after her season ended. And I think she's a private chef now. I think. I'm sure she's fantastic at it. She is. Yeah. At, when I looked at all of these, I had forgotten because obviously I've watched this episode a million times, but right. I've forgotten right. who went, who, who left. So, you know, all of these, all of these bakers are amazing. I think I said this, it last week. They're all really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. These last six are real um, power, power players mm-hmm. for sure. But on that note, we should probably call us all done. And dusted. Thank you for listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Soggy Bottom Girls or connect with us at SoggyBottomGirls.com. And may all your bakes be worthy of a Hollywood handshake.